Hi, I'm Gar Sanders. I'm Jamie Wincup. I'm Lee Holdsworth. I'm James Courtney. We're the Forex Angels, and you're listening to the VA Insiders. It's your weekly dose of V8 news on the V8 Insiders. Now here's your host, Craig Revell. The championship's still on a tight edge. We just didn't put enough fuel in the car. Simple, simple as that. But it's keeping it tight, which is great for the punters. Uh, everyone at home watching. Um, they're, they're falling a little bit at the top, so it's good to see. Stephen Richards fires up as he's out at FPR. Yeah, I've just neatened up his collar a bit. And Dumbrell's decision to stay at Bodlo sees him on the podium. Yeah, you know, it was pretty emotional. That's all coming up today as the red lights go out on another edition of the V8 Insiders. Take in the V8 of the races. You watch the action on TV. Now, read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. Saturday at Simmons Plains, under clear skies, saw Craig Lowndes on the top of the podium. Perhaps he's the next of the soft tyre specialists. All in all, it was just a uh, really clean clean race. Uh, 50 laps was uh, actually disappeared pretty quick. Garth Thander, who was fighting off sickness all weekend, took out second. I got a little sore about halfway through the race, and um, and then they told me Lounsey had a problem, and I forgot about the sickness and pressed on a bit harder. And, and Greg Murphy, after announcing he wouldn't be with Paul Morris Motorsport in season 2011, managed to find his way to the podium for the first time since 2008. It's, it's a challenge. It's every weekend that you roll your car out is just a huge challenge, and especially, I suppose it's pretty easy to... You know, to get to get behind uh, when you are, you know, behind the eight ball. And, um, you know, this weekend we did roll it out and straight out the gate. I was very comfortable with it, which is the first time in a while that it's felt that comfortable. Frosty Winterbottom has announced that he's back in the championship after winning on Sunday and finding out he was only 200 points behind. 200 points is not un- unachievable, so um, yeah, we'll, we'll fight on till the end, but... Until it gets to Homebush Sunday night, I, you know, I'm obviously the lowest percentage to win it. Paul Dumbrell got the first round podium of his career. He talked about having the pressure off him after he finally got to announce his decision. I've been relaxed for the last two weeks. So I, I sat down with the team before Indy and told them I wasn't going on. So, um, you know, I think uh, today it's um, for the team um, that we've got pretty good uh, um, continuity to go into next year. Uh, you know, really, really strong. And Jason Bright showed that Brad Jones Racing are going to be in the mix for the final four races of 2010. Changing, you know, having a complete change of tact with the car and um, and working on, you know, next year. And, and uh, you know, it's been really good to see the team sort of working together and JR's sort of got on board and, you know, we're working really well together. And, you know, the, the, the speed that both cars have had recently has, has been great. You know, we, we had a fair bit of bad luck with um, engines and braking axles and CDIs and that over the last four or five rounds but you know the, the pace that we've had at those rounds is you know very promising and I'm, I'm sure the reliability's sorting itself out. So the championship now stands with Courtney on 2,662 points, Jamie Wincup on 2,612 points. That's a 50 point deficit. 
Winterbottom on 2,462 points is 200 behind. A further 58 behind him is Craig Lowndes on 2,405 points. Tanders on 2,328. Van Gisbergen's on 2,178. Rick Kelly on 1,936. Lee Holsworth on 1,919. Paul Dumbrell on 1,848. And Michael Caruso on 1,835. Both Courtney and Wing Cup were frustrated with their weekends. It's been up and down. It's been pretty crazy. Some uh, calls that... You know, haven't gone our way, so um, you know that we could have been pulling a lot more points out. Um, but it's keeping it tight, which is great for the punters. Yeah, well, we're, we're not a charity, so you know we're out there trying to go as hard as we can. And unfortunately, today it was uh, was no good. So we'll uh, we'll regroup, we'll move on, and uh, yeah, you know, rookie error today, another get out of jail free card for our opposition. We'll be back with more news right after the break. You've taken the V8 to the races. You watch the action on TV. Now read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 supercar coverage. Out now. Brad Jones Racing was docked 100 points following the stewards' hearing that came about after the BOC Gases and Jack Daniel cars came together at the Gold Coast. The stewards assessed the car slowing so drastically in the straight was a breach of the rules. Kim Jones gave the V8 Insiders his thoughts. Yeah, it was a team penalty, and when you look at the highest penalty anybody's got so far this year is 15 points in one hit, it does appear to be quite excessive. Um, I have an opinion... Uh, V8 supercars have an opinion, the stewards have an opinion, um, so we agree to differ with our opinions. Um, I, you know, I understand that there was an issue and they've looked into the issue. Uh, what I don't understand is how Car 7 got away with having an accident under yellow flags and safety car boards with no penalty whatsoever. So, you know, at the end of the day, we agree to have a difference of opinion. Stephen Richards confirmed he would not be returning to FPR next year. Richards was also involved in an incident on Saturday's qualifying, which saw him wrestling with Rick Kelly on pit lane. Oh, it's never really happened to me before, but I just, for a start, I couldn't understand what he was on about because at some point of the session we all have times where we run close to cars on our, on our laps and you do the best you can to absolutely not hold anyone up that's because you know it's going to happen to you if if you do so, you know he he thought i had he thought i caused an issue i didn't think he did and then you know he did two things the first thing he brake tested me actually swerved across and jumped in front of my car and brake tested me and then he threatened to tell me when i went to see him about it he threatened to say that i wouldn't survive the next three race meetings so you know, I, I, I don't think um, anyone would be too happy if someone told that said that to you. Rick Kelly said Richards got a bit hot under the collar and, to be honest, he found it a bit of missing and a bit of fun. Also, Saturday saw Paul Drumbrell, as we alluded to, announce that he would be staying at Rod Nash Racing for one more year, even though he had already told the team following the Gold Coast event that he was going to finish up at the end of this year. I guess, first and foremost, um, you know, it's been a, uh, been a great year on, on my behalf to be working with uh, everyone here at FPR. Two weeks ago, before Indy, I sat down with Rod and Tim and, and gave them... Uh, my, my decision not to continue to racing uh, on next year, which was, as Rod alluded to, was alluded to the uh, the team the following week. 
In the last week, you know, I've probably met Rod and Tim and uh, and Scott and the Bottolo team, you know, three or four times to see if we can come to a resolution. I was faced with a decision which either way I was going to regret. It was just a degree I was that I was going to regret it at some point in time. As I said, it's, you know, we announced to everyone and it's certainly not uh, something which we want to like to play games with, but we've come to the conclusion that I'll continue uh, for one more year. Um, it certainly uh, wasn't the decision which was faced with us two days ago. Literally, it was uh, something completely uh, completely opposite. So um, to the guys uh, and girls, um, thank you very much for the help you've given me this year and uh, certainly looking forward to closing a chapter next year. Rob Nash was thrilled to have PD move the team forward in its second year. From my point, the only thing that I haven't been able to achieve uh, for our team, myself, and then, of course, for... Uh, my long-term association with PD, and that's a podium. So uh, that's the bit we're hungry for now. Uh, it's fair to say we've got the pressure on uh, the team itself to assist us with that. Um, but again, they're pretty fair across all the cars. What a difference a day made for Rod Nash as he saw his car on the podium on Sunday. But what about the association with Ford? Ford have uh, welcomed us well and uh, and worked with us directly um, to uh, just to be supportive and uh, everything else. And as of next year, we'll be official uh, another of- official sponsored. Uh, Ford, uh, Ford team. Lucas Dumbrell was also on hand to hear his brother's decision. I think it'd be uh, a shame for him to retire, and uh, especially without you know getting on the podium S- to sum it all up. I'm just I'm just thrilled he's uh, continuing on. Got to wait a couple more, more years for him to be an endurance driver for me. James Courtney has praised his team's hard work over the past month during so much confusion and mayhem at Jim Beam Racing. We still have the lead, uh, considering everything that went on. I think it's uh, and everything that's continuing to go on in this place. It's uh, you know, it's a crazy time here at, at uh, Jim Beam Racing, and and um, yeah, just to keep holding that for the boys here. Everyone's putting in amazing hours and effort to uh, to keep it going, even with the uncertainty. So um, you know, credit to these guys. Jonathan Webb told the V8 in. Insiders, his perspective of the DJR troubles. Uh, I mean, it hasn't affected anything we're doing this year. The boys are still working hard. The team's still putting in all the effort that's required to to give me a good car. So, I mean, we're going to get through the rest of this year without a drama. What happens next year, who knows? And what about Jonathan Webb's plans for season 2011? I've uh, got a few things up our sleeve at the moment that we're just working on. Uh, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm fortunate we've got a car, we've got a truck and a licence, and, and I'll be driving a V8 Supercar. Uh, for who and for what, we'll wait and see. With Greg Murphy and Stephen Richards both looking for new rides, could the Touring Car Masters be a new home for them? The V8 Insiders asked John Bow. I don't think so, no, no. I think they, they've got plenty of, um, you know, professional racing life left in them. I think, you know, you only had to look at yesterday's race to see that. It's just difficult to... Uh, you know, at the moment, there's not many drives and there's too many drivers and there's, uh, you know, it's it's uh, very expensive, obviously, and sponsorship is at a premium and I think those guys, if they don't end up in a regular car, well, they'll probably be working away behind the scenes to end up in a regular car, so I don't think they're quite ready for this yet. On this week's White Flag Lap, we speak to Jason Bargwana, but next it's Luke West and Tony Shebeki. I hope you'll stay with us. Controversy Corner is next when we return with more on the V8 Insiders. You've taken the V8 to the races. You watch the action on TV. Now read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 supercars. 
Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 supercar coverage. Out now. The views expressed on V8 Insiders, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect those of the network, Thunder Media, sportradio.com.au or V8X Magazine. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited. Hi, I'm Jason Richards. You're listening to V8 Insiders. Welcome back to the V8 Insiders. Joining us this week from SEN's On The Grid, it's Tony Shebecki. Good evening, Tony. Good evening to you, Craig. And the voice of the Fujitsu series and most of the V8 supercar events is Luke West. He joins us on the line, uh, getting away from some auto action duties for the day. Yeah, exactly right. G'day, guys. It, Hello, it, mate. It was uh, my first experience of Simmons Plains, and I have to tell you, I had a ball. Uh, the weather aside, the Saturday race, which I watched from Punterland, was absolutely enthralling. It was funny how when I walked back into the media centre at the end of the race, everyone said it was the most boring race I've ever seen. And You, f- you think it must be on drugs, Craig? It was, I'm with you on that one there, Tony. It was actually on the hill when you were watching, you didn't know which way to look because there was cars in competition right across the track. The thing was, the cars that were in comp- weren't in competition was Craig Lance, Garth Tander, Jamie Winkup and James Courtney. Everyone else was having great battles and, and it, unfortunately, they're the cars that get shown on the telly. Yeah, they, but unfortunately also, I think that's where you want your major competition, isn't it, right up the front? Well, you want people vying for the lead and... They just couldn't. I mean, Lowndes took off and just kept going round and round and round and even went around a little bit more for a few more laps and then finished off just still going around and finally crossed the line in front. Luke West, you're in pit lane and I have to ask, I thought the rule was you had to run both sets of tyres in the competition. No, they had to... um uh, and what, you're saying people didn't do that? Well, of course they didn't, because they just uh, diagonally swapped the right uh, okay. rear for the left front. No, what uh, the rule was that you were given, teams were given a set, just one set of soft tyres to use. So if they wore out, you didn't get another one, you had to put the other ones on. So you didn't, wasn't a case of having to use both. You just got one for both races, and all the teams made them last on the Saturday. What's the bet, Tony? We have that rule changed before next year. Oh, oh, look, I haven't got a, a problem with the rule. If, just clarify this for me. I think, Luke, they had a set of soft tyres for the Saturday and a separate set for the Sunday. The, the set that they had on the Saturday got impounded, so they couldn't save that for having two sets Correct on the Sunday. I haven't got a problem with having one using one set of soft tyres. I've got a problem, though, when you've got a set of soft tyres which are meant to make racing a little bit more exciting and aren't meant to last. I've got a problem when they last for 50 laps at Simmons Plains. That's something that needs to uh, to be addressed, I think. Mm. Not the fact that, you know, they're only doing one tyre change. I haven't got a problem with that. The fact that you've got one set of tyres that aren't meant to last, that are lasting, and it happened last year and it happened this year, there's the issue right there. There's no, no tactics don't really come into it at that point. Then, especially tyre tactics. Thank God we've still got fuel tactics, unlike Formula One, that uh, that proved to be a bit of a winner on on Sunday for Jamie Winkup, no doubt. But yeah, no, I've got a problem with the uh, with the one set of uh, tyres for each day. It's interesting that uh, after this weekend's round, we saw 
a number of different names on the podium, which I think is good for the sport. And we also saw the championship hunt tighten up rather than uh, one person getting away from the other, which was critically important, Luke. Yeah, exactly right. Six different drivers on the podium over the course of the two days. Frosty Winterbottom back in the championship hunt. So that's good news for him. And uh, isn't it amazing, after all the trials and tribulations that James Courtney experienced on the Sunday with um, two black flags, including a drive-through, then uh, he ended up extending his championship lead, minutely, only a little bit, over... Jamie Winkup and uh, their problems meant Frosty came into it. The, the other point I want to make about Sunday is how about the crowd for such an atrocious day? Mm. And I think that's something that people may not realise that watched it on TV. Certainly the people that were there on Sunday morning mm. woke up in Hobart or in Launceston and it was pouring. It had poured all night. I salute those folks who decided, yep, we're still going to go. And thankfully, conditions improved, but they had a very uncomfortable few hours on Sunday morning before it cleared up. That is incredible. That's my major memory from Simmons playing. It, it was a great-looking crowd. And, Tony, I don't know if I said it to you, but I did say it to a number of people. One big difference between Tasmanian crowds and Sydney and Melbourne crowds, and for that, Canberra crowds, but uh, water doesn't dissolve crowds in Tasmania. They were hardy, and uh, I think they got to see a, a pretty good race on Sunday too. It's the only opportunity they get the V8s uh, throughout the year, so they lap it up, you're right, and uh, John Bow obviously has a lot of family members down there, got a lot to answer for, I think the old JB down in Tassie, because they all absolutely love their motor racing, and it was great to see them come along, as you said, on Sunday. I'm so glad, Tony, you, you've mentioned this, you alluded to JB, there's a wider thing happening here, and it's the pull for the crowd at the Touring Car Masters, oh, JB's in. And Don't they love it? The die-hard fans, a lot of those people that have drifted away from the sport in the last couple of years, if the Touring Car Masters, the Golden Oldies, are on the card, that's the deciding factor. And I've spoken to people about this. So important, that category, as are the entertainment value throughout the support card. Mm, and it's got nothing to do with Chevs or Monaros or Porsches. They are a, a big part of it, the cars that are on the track. It's got to do with the fact that it's fair income, genuine, 100%, as we used to see it, racing on the track. No crap, no nothing. Turn the engines on, full on the accelerator, off you go. It's good stuff. It is, and as JB said in the news uh, when I asked him about uh, a couple of the drivers that are set to retire, which we'll talk about after the break, at the end of this season, I said, do we think we'll see them popping up at the Touring Car Masters very soon? And JB quite cagely said, no, I think uh, Stephen Richards and... Uh, Greg Murphy have got long careers before they have to join him in Touring Car Masters. So he's uh, not looking to promote the numbers with some of the uh, newly out-of-work actors, as it were, in uh, the V8 supercars uh, joining him at the Touring Car Masters. But importantly, as you said, Luke, Touring Car Masters are on at Simmons. They've got a busy schedule because this weekend they're on at Sandown and then they are on at Sydney as well. And Sandown's going to suit those cars uh, completely, Luke, but uh, I don't know about Sydney and JB said the same thing. He's not too sure about Sydney either. No, and when you say they'll suit Sandown, it's in more ways than one, not only the big V8s and being able to stretch their legs and allowing 
punters in the grandstand to uh, soak up the sounds and the music they give off, but it's part of uh, a heritage round down there, which I'm mm. interested to see how that all plays out. And I guess you can't can't have a heritage round without the, the TCM. Yep, and the great thing, Tony, with uh, before we go to the break now, is that Sandown last year had one of the best atmospheres in and around the paddock with the Norton 360 sponsorship coming on board, and there was a lot of work done to really try and liven up the place and give it a bit of atmosphere, and if that continues on this week, and we have racing, good racing on the track, the championship's still up for grabs, it's going to make for a very exciting and a, and a weekend, hopefully, the punters will get out in earnest for. Even more so this year, Craig, due to the fact that they've upgraded all that pit area and all that paddock area. And from uh, from the reports I've heard from the Shannon's Nationals that were there only a few weeks ago, uh, very, very user-friendly. So punters can have a, a, a real uh, enjoyment around the back and the front of the pits uh, looking through that area. And, and the good news, from what I'm hearing from my mates at the Weather Bureau, fine weather for Melbourne this weekend. I know it doesn't happen too often. Don't be too surprised, but we're looking for a fine weekend. Having said that, though, I remember Dick Johnson saying to me that he came to Melbourne one year and it was sunny, beautiful sunny for three days until they started racing at 2 o'clock in the afternoon and it pelted down for the next four hours. So uh, that could happen in Melbourne as well. Mm. Well, we need to take a break here on the V8 Insiders. There's plenty more when we return. Take in the V8 of the races. You watch the action on TV. Now, read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. To ask a question of the V8 Insiders, just email them at v8insiders at sportradio.com.au. Hi, I'm Craig Lance from Team Vodafone, and you're listening to V8 Insiders. Welcome back to the V8 Insiders. Tony Shebecki from On The Grid and Luke West from Auto Action and, of course, V8X Magazine. Join me, Craig Revender. Guys, we uh, had talked about the Simmons Plains race, but we didn't really talk about two things in particular. FPR having all three of their cars in the top ten for the majority of the weekend, or in fact in all both races, and also Paul Dumbrell jumping on the podium a day after he announced he wasn't going to retire, Luke. Yeah, I chatted to PD about an hour before the start of that race for the on-course crowd, the PA crowd, the PA listeners. I heard that interview too, Luke. Spectacular it was. (laughs) God love you, Tony. God love you. And, uh, yeah, he just seemed to be in a really good place, you know, comfortable with the decision. Yep, I'm continuing on, and I'm sure he was pleased that, you know, you're pleased if you finish on the podium any time, but it validated his decision, didn't it, that mm. he's going to continue on. And, gee, it would have been a shame to see him hang up his helmet now. He's, he's um, uh, hit that purple patch. And this year's a bit different to other years. Do you remember how he starts the year with a bang usually and he gets really good results? And the pattern of Paul's career is that results have tapered off before the end of the year. And often, you know, when he's with a team in the second or third year, they sort of go down a bit. Not this year. It's the opposite, in fact. And uh, that's fantastic. Great to see him in there. And it's a good story, isn't it, with 
the problems um, uh, that his family has had to to deal with. Mm. And Tony, it was interesting because uh, Lucas was, of course, at that press conference, and uh, one of the things he said is, "He goes, well, looks like I've got to wait a couple more years till I get PD as an endurance driver over at my team." <laughs> yeah, and uh, look, and that'll happen one day. I'm sure Paul would love to do that for Lucas down the track. Uh, I don't think there's anything more certain in V8 supercars for the future. But, you know, look, it was good, and I think he hit the nail on the head. The pressure was off Luke. He'd made the decision. said he was comfortable with the decision either way it went, and uh, they decided that he was going to stay on. Fantastic. I think the same might have happened to Greg Murphy as well, boys. Been a little bit of tension there in the Paul Morris camp for the last uh, month and a half or so in regards to which way that relationship was going to go. Uh, they decided to terminate it before things got worse, and they've left as friends. But I think, once again... Greg Murphy just having that worry off his shoulder probably made him into a little bit of a better driver on the Saturday. Mm. And it's interesting because uh, you go up to FPR, as I said, Luke, and uh, you had all three cars in the top ten, but uh, Stephen Richards has been told that he's moving on at the end of the year. Yeah, that's right. That's a bit of a shame, isn't it? I really hope he stays involved because, um, well, he's a great bloke. We know he's capable of top results. It hasn't come with... FPR, but he's another of the name drivers out there, and it's uh, a bit disappointing to lose him. But I was down again in the FPR garage when they crossed the line, and well, we saw the scenes of jubilation. I'll tell you what, there was a detectable air of relief too in the celebrations because didn't they have an ugly time? It was a real train wreck on the streets of Surface Paradise for mm. those guys. It, it was. <laughs> You were in shot that often, Luke. I thought you were Paul Gover. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's, uh, Gonzo journalism, isn't it? From PG. Uh, so uh, yeah, and no, I try to get my, my head on TV as much as I can. It's, uh, it's and I, I don't, know, I don't know if it was Shebex that said it to me, but someone certainly did. Plane screw up, and uh, not enough fuel in the car, Tony. Ah, uh, gee, wasn't Jamie Winkup happy about that at the end of the race? Fair income. Someone's just keyed in the wrong numbers into the computer, come up with the wrong data, passed on the wrong information, and as a result, the wrong fuel went in 10 laps short, I think, or thereabouts they were, and uh, it took the championship lead away from Jamie Winkup. There's no doubt he would have been leader at the end of the Sunday, as it turns out, though. He lost nine points, so instead of being 41 points behind or in front, he's now 50 points behind, and that just leaves their work just a little bit harder to do uh, coming up to the last couple of races. Having said that, though, it's still a margin that can be very easily erased. Mm. Now, Luke, uh, interestingly enough, James Courtney, one thing about uh, he's been frustrated over the last few uh, months, uh, there's no doubt about that, but he, every time you talk to him and, and interview him, he always wants to say, hey, there's some problems here, but the guys working on the car are not letting that affect them. He said they're keeping their head up and whilst he was quite happy to say he's had a few calls go his way to uh, state the obvious, it is interesting that uh, I spoke to Jonathan Webb and I spoke to James and they're both very positive about what the guys on the shop floor are doing even if uh, everyone up there in the front office uh, can't talk to each other. That's right, he's led the championship, was it the last couple of days of April, so well over six months now and They've done a very good job. What you've got to remember there is that they're extremely well led as a team 
from the garage and Adrian Burgess, the ex-Formula One team manager there. He's really changed the culture there. He's going to be a massive loss. Of course, we don't know if they're going to be split up at the end of the year, those licences and what form Dick Johnson Racing continues on um, or if indeed they can sort it out. So DJR as we know it. But one thing we do know is that Adrian Burgess is not going to be there next year and that is a massive hit. Do we know whether he's looking at going to any other V8 team or is he going back overseas? He's going to Triple Eight, and Roland Dane is going Jeez. to step back from the day-to-day um, running of the team and concentrate on things like commercial aspects and sort of the, the bigger picture. And I understand trying to get Paul Morris Motorsports Triple Eight machines up for grabs. So he hands the reins of uh, sort of the team management side over to Burgess. Yeah. Jeez, well, that team won't lose anything, will they? No, 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 everything's coming up Millhouse for them, one way or another. It is indeed. Hey, guys, who's going to win at Sandown this weekend? I'm, uh, I'm tipping Mark Winterbottom to do a... Uh, that's stupid as this may sound. I'm tipping Mark Winterbottom to do a selection medal. Not lead the championship at all right until the very last race. All right. I think he can pick up a win at least at Sandown, possibly even two, and then head off to Sydney and maybe start to, uh, to secure the championship on the uh, on Saturday afternoon, but I'm really I'm really liking the way that FPR are starting to come good towards the end of the year. Okay, Luke. Yeah, I'm thinking along similar lines. Although I know that James Courtney will have the benefit of those uh, Dick Johnson engines on the long straight, couple of drag strips, joined by some wiggly bits, effectively. So uh, engine horsepower will really pay off for those guys who've got the good donks. So mm. I'd say Courtney, if not him, uh, winner bottom. I'm going to say Gary Rogers Motorsport. Reason why, they're having their first post-race debrief this week for, I can't remember how long uh, Robbo told me, but uh, they haven't been debriefing after meetings. has been one of the big changes this year at Gary Rogers Motorsport. They're fixing that this week, and I think we'll see that uh, flow through onto the racetrack on the weekend. Craig, I hope you're right, because nothing would make me happier to see either Lee Holdsworth or Michael Caruso take a win. Uh, It's been too long drinks for those guys, and uh, it would be a spectacular result for what has been consistency. These guys just week in and week out are doing it. They're just consistently putting the car up in the top ten, race in, race out, and uh, doing a great job. Mm. Well, that's all we have time for on the roundtable this week. On the white flag lap, we speak to Jason Bargwana, who, uh, well, reinvented himself and his model of how he goes racing this year. We'll hear more about that on the white flag lap. But Luke West, thanks very much for joining us once again. No worries, Craig. I know you're coming close to uh, getting everything ready for Sandown and Sydney, where it's uh, going to have all the West family out there, Tony Shebeki, which will make up large numbers in the crowd. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly right. right. <laughs> and cousins I don't know wanting... <laughs> Wanting some tickets too, God love them. Yeah, that, uh, I, I won't tell you about the head count that they had to halve at the end of on the weekend. Tony Shebeki on SEN on the grid every Sunday morning. Yep, Craig, and I don't know if I've said this to you before, but the pleasure is always mine. The white flag lap is up after the break. Find out more about your favourite supercar teams and drivers when we go inside further on the V8 Insiders. You've taken the V8 to the races. You watch the action on TV. Now read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. 
Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. Hi, I'm Shane Van Gisbergen. You're listening to V8 Insiders. On this week's Y Flag Lap, we catch up with Jason Barguana, who's having his first year at Kelly Racing and also his first year of doing things a little bit differently. Well, Jason Barguana, in our series of firsts, your first year with Kelly Racing, how have you found the difference in this team to the other teams that you've been with? Uh, I mean, obviously, each team has different uh, personality, different people, different mentality uh, and the way they go about business. I mean, it's the first time I've been in a, a super team, if you want to call it that, the four-car team operation. So it has been uh, a lot different from that point of view. Debriefs have been massive and huge. You've got four drivers rather than two drivers, um, but the information sharing has been good. So I think it's been a, a pretty good year so far. We haven't had the results, certainly, that we want. I mean... I reckon there's only a few blokes that get the results they want and then, um, and we're working very hard to change it. With what you've gone through in your career to date, how does it prepare you to work in this environment? Oh, look, I think there's no secret that we went about business a little bit different after I sat out the, uh, the year 2008. So I um, have certainly looked at the business side of the sport more. I concentrated more on not being just a driver contracted to a team, but someone who plays more of a, a role in it from a from a funding and sponsorship point of view. Uh, so for us, it's obviously a, a, a big step this year. We've uh, It's the first time we've owned the naming rights sponsor on the car. And when I say own, I mean that's contracted to my company and then we obviously do a deal with Kelly. So that's how it's completely different to what I've done in the past. Does that business model give you a more secure feeling in your role? Well, it probably gives me a little bit more understanding of how the business works and, and, and how to you know, get the most out of it. Plus it gives us, you know, as you say, a little bit of security in knowing that, that you know, that's, that's a sponsor that I can take re- responsibility for and should things not work out with the Kellys, we develop the sponsorship still so that we can obviously take that sponsor to another team. But at the moment we're quite happy with what we're doing and it's working very well. My thanks to Jason Barguana, to Westy and Shebex. As the checker flag waves over another edition of the V8 Insiders, till next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Join us next week for more V8 Insiders, only on v8x.com.au.